Santos, joined as always by the jelly to my peanut butter. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Uh, I'm feeling both smooth and crunchy, sir. Yeah. The uh, sorry, I didn't make you like jam or preserves or any number of things that are significantly better than jelly. Marmalade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I could have made you marmalade up. You could have been. We could have made a fluffer nutter. You could have been. Uh, I could have been chocolate giddy up. Oh, what's the, what's the uh, marshmallow? Anyway, our very own Vegemite, Eric Ronovec, could not make it today because we are practicing social distancing. But special news, Seahawks Nest fans, we are going to record multiple podcasts this week as we uh, work on our what what would we call this podcast from home? Uh, yeah, that's we're podcasting from home. We're we're being responsible citizens, denizens of the greater Seattle area. Yeah, so. This is uh this is what we're doing. This is how we're gonna do it. And uh, so our our theme today, we're gonna look at a bunch of free agent signings. And then I'm gonna we're gonna rank how mad are we that the Seahawks were not in here at this price? Or a bunch of transactions. Some of them are trades. Uh, a bunch of transactions. And uh, how mad are you that the uh, Seahawks did not get in here and make it happen? On a scale of one, Brett. One Brett would be like just normal Brett. He's like. Uh, just hanging out. He just, uh, you know, maybe uh, partook in some uh, some green, and he's he's just chilling. He's just chilling, you know. Uh, I would say three Bretts would be like Brett losing at Mortal Kombat, and he's frustrated and he's mad, but it's not like that mad, you know. He's just like, he's just a little frustrated, right? And then five Bretts is Brett throwing his phone into the wall and breaking it after a bad Seahawks loss. Brett. Yeah, that's that, that, that's I was going for something similar with that. I was gonna say playoff loss, Brett. Yeah, so you can be you could be one, two, three, four, or five Bretts. So let's just start with the the moves the Seahawks actually made. Let's just get those ones out of the way. Uh, you can rate how many Bretts mad you are about these. Uh, the Seahawks have signed a guard from Pittsburgh, BJ Finney, two years, eight million. A little bit of a like a kind of a prove it deal. I think he's twenty eight years old, leaving himself room to get one more big contract if. Uh, if he kind of outplays his four million a year here, what do you think about BJ Finney coming in for the Seahawks, Kevin? Uh, you know, on our on our Brett scale, I am a I am Brett playing Street Fighter with his son. Oh, so like just like one and a half Bretts, maybe? Uh, no, like zero Bretts, like like negative point five Bretts. I'm not uh, mad at all. I don't know if you know this, Brett. Brett and his son actually play Fortnite now, so. Uh, you know, I can't get old school a, in this reference. He sends me a picture like every time they win, which is a lot. So they're 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 going pro or something. I don't know. Ah, good for them. Uh, so, uh, but yes, I'm uh, the BJ Finney signing. I am happy with. He has a basement of quality backup at Garden Center, and he has a ceiling of possible starting contributor on a yeah. very modest deal. So trolling, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers forums, I feel like is a good way to get a feel for a dude. And I think that they saw a real future for this guy and wanted him to come back on basically the contract we got. I think they're like four Bretts. So that makes me feel like this is a pretty good deal for us. Yep. Right. If the other team gives they are, it, they are Brett in a regular season loss to a rival. Yeah. If, if they get four Bretts or Brett after that Tampa Bay game. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Um, okay. Then, then uh, so then Seahawks resigned Jaron Reed. Uh, he's nine and a half million this year. Zero dead cap. They have an out after this season uh, where they can they can just drop him fourteen and a half. That would be fourteen and a half this year if they did that, and then eight and a half next year. So Jaron Reed is back. How do you feel about it, Kevin? You know, I'm a I'm about one and a half Bretts. Okay. I I am Brett on a busy day, but not a a frustrating day. Okay. You know, I feel like there were a lot of things happening and I may not have ended up with the best result here based on the contracts I'm seeing for some other people. I'm questioning uh, 223. Like I'm, I'm okay with it. I think it's okay money and everything, but some of the other in, uh, defensive linemen had some pretty modest deals that, you know, maybe, maybe I wanted that one instead. The fact that we can fall out after this year and just walk away makes me think, that the Seahawks are start, started to see how free agency developed, kind of saw that they weren't going to be able to to land any of the bigger names that they maybe wanted to, and said, "Okay, well, let's just get Jaron in here. We'll give him a full front load of the contract. That way, next year we can always we can make another big run at some of the the bigger names again." Yeah, and if not, then they still have a pretty solid player on what's not a bad contract, around right. ten million for an interior. 
like decent interior starter isn't a bad contract. And I, I mean, Jaron Reed has the tw- he's the twelfth highest. His cap hit is the twelfth highest among defensive tackles. That seems a little high, but not egregiously so to me. Yeah, I think he should be somewhere between like sixteenth and twentieth, so twelfth, right. whatever. If, if he's like the run stopping Jaron Reed we've seen in his first and third season, it's a it's kind of a bad deal. If he's what we saw at, in two years ago, he, it's like actually crazy a really good deal. Good deal. So. If he can land closer to two years ago, Jaron Reed, and farther away from one year and three years ago, Jaron Reed, uh, that would be great because that that's kind of the ceiling for this deal is Jaron Reed gets back to what he was two years ago and uh, really makes it happen. Yeah, we definitely split the difference on this one. All right. And then uh, we haven't really – we talked about Greg Olson. I think we both are big fans of that of that deal. Yeah, it's a little more than I wanted to spend, but I think it's a good deal for a good player. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, six 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 point nine million dollars. I think that's like the basically the perfect amount. Do you want to talk about Big Jake Hollister? Evan, I'm not. That's not a joke. His contract is really for six point nine million dollars. Yeah, that's quality. Nice. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to say nice, and then I'll move on. No, I'm just giving it to you. You have, you can have that whole joke to yourself. All right. What was what were you saying? Sorry. I I said we picked up Big Jake Hollister on a second round tender. All right, Jake. We uh, we t- we tendered all of our RFAs actually, and then yep. some of our ERFAs too. David Moore's back. Uh, Malik Turner's back. Um, Monet's back. Brian Monet. Uh, El- Emmanuel Ellerby. Jordan Roos. Uh, I don't know. Who, Luke Ro- really glad we got Jordan Roos back. That's that's Luke. important. Luke Wilson's back. Um, uh, still can't block except uh, us on Twitter. Uh, Brandon Jackson's back. Joey Hunt is back. You know, I will say Brandon Jackson coming back, considering all the pieces we're losing along the defensive line, having a guy who knows the system and is just a functional rotation guy, not a bad thing to have back right now. 2.1 million is, is jump change. So, for yeah, the, exactly. The, kind of the quality depth that Brandon Jackson's going to bring. He's, he's slightly above curve, which is all we really can really ask for from, from the, uh, from like our fifth defensive end. Hopefully he's our fifth defensive end. <laughs> right. Like, right now he's our second defensive end, which is not, not an ideal place to be. Not great, Bob. So, so okay, here we go. Now let's dig into the meat of this podcast. We got over the Seahawks uh, kind of non-start. This happens every year with the Seahawks, though. They never sign first wave free agents. They wait for the second wave. They kind of hit big. It seems like they have a lot of eggs in the Jadavian Clowney basket right now. And We'll just have to wait and see if that's where they land. Yeah, we just got to hope they don't end up holding the bag on that. That could be really bad really quick. The other piece of it, like you said, Reddit, uh, Seahawks Reddit always has the uh, the meme out with the person poking Pico with a stick saying do something because yeah, that's how this always goes. I mean, as long as like Everson Griffin and Dante Fowler and uh, some of these other guys are still just kind of sitting around, I don't feel too anxious about us walking away with nothing. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, there's, there's still a, a backup plan. Like our backup plan right now could be like get Gerald McCoy and Nottam Kong Su and for on one year deals. Right. Like, OK, that's a passable back uh, backup plan to just sign a bunch of old dudes on one year deals. That's yeah. That's get fine. like Pernell McPhee and Cam Wake and or something. And yeah. My, yeah. Cam Wake, Michael Bennett and and uh, Nottam Kong Su. OK, now we have like three old dudes that we can bring in. It's 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 not as good as if we got Clowney or even Everson Griffin, but it, it would be, uh, we'd be able to patch together a functional defensive line. Correct. And that's, that's like, really, and that's pre-draft because I think we didn't discuss this, but you and I have a pretty similar philosophy when it comes to the draft, you want to enter the draft, not really needing a significant starter in any area. That way you, you're just trying to upgrade at certain positions so you can let the talent fall to you. Okay. I have a kind of like working theory, like how many, guys on the seahawks right now would you give an a grade to like at any position uh let's see an a grade russ russ obviously bobby bobby yep uh i would give one to tyler okay i think that's he's right on the edge for me whether i'm like edging into like a minus b plus territory but i agree like is there anything else uh I would consider Dwayne Brown for overall tackles, but for left tackles, probably not. I mean, that's the thing is that there's for me. So that's sitting kind of on that line. So that that's our that's our A's. There's not one position where if the Seahawks found an A in the draft, it wouldn't be an improvement. It's hardly anywhere on the field. 
we have a lot of Bs. Like a lot of our players are solid. They're not bad, right? I don't, above average. I don't between C pluses like, and B pluses. I'm not looking at DK Metcalf or like Shaquille Griffin or uh, Brad McDougal and thinking they're garbage. I don't think they're bad, but they're just not A pluses or A's. And in the draft, if we can go ahead and find an A plus or an A, boy, that will make a big difference for the Seattle Seahawks. But the big thing is taking our like D's and D minuses, looking at you, Jermaine Effetti, and trying to move them to like C minuses or like solid C's through free agency. I think, I think Jamarco Jones is, is enough to move to Jermaine up to a C minus, if I'm being completely honest. At okay. tackle, I'm not positive. That's the thing. I like, I, I think that Jamarco Jones has a future in the NFL. I just don't know if that future is at tackle. Okay, you ready? You ready to do the, the one to five Bretts on free agency? All right, let's do this. Start with the Calais Campbell trade. Let's just get it out of the way. Wait, wait. Sorry, I forgot. I don't know, guys. I don't know if I'm ready to do this. Okay. I've got some stuff to do. All right. Now, now I'm in the mood. Calais Campbell traded to the traded from the from the Jaguars to the Ravens. Signs two years, twenty six million, and they had to give up. Uh, uh, what pick was it? A third round or a fifth rounder, Kevin? They gave a fifth round pick. Yeah. Okay. And Third, signed him. Oh, it's two twenty six. Is it two twenty six or two twenty seven? Either way, who cares? This this I'm five five breads. Two twenty seven. <laughs> Ten. Is it six breads? I'm What's all the breads. Whatever your scale is, that's how many breads I am. This I am I am Brett at the end of Super Bowl this, XL after the Steelers stole it from us. This one hurt the most for me personally because. The, in my mind, there's no one I'd rather have teaching LJ Collier and Rasheem Green how to be NFL defensive ends than Calais Campbell. He's the defensive captain. Uh, he's a really good, really, really good football player in, in a vacuum anyway. And 12, million, 12 and a half or, okay, let's say it's 27, 13 and a half million to pay for that is, um, well, it just, it sucks. It sucks that we were not the team that got to take advantage of the Jaguars I think they're trying to suck early and get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> That's the way it seems to me. The way that they're like holding on to Nick Foles makes me think, okay, they're just going to ride it out this year, be horrible, and then get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think what they're probably planning on doing is they're going to start um, uh, either Foles or Minshew. If Minshew can beat them out, that's fine. Figure out what they have in the quarterback room and use that to determine their future. Because, yeah, you're talking about a guy in – uh, in Clay's Campbell, who had you know, a little bit of a down season, he had six and a half sacks. That's coming off of back-to-back double-digit sack seasons, but he's always productive in uh, against the run. He makes a lot of plays. He's just a really solid defender. All right, so I'm gonna kind of mostly do players that I thought the Seahawks might sign. So, but I'm gonna do one right here that I don't think there's any way they signed. Chase Daniel, three years, thirteen million. Kevin. Is that zero Bretts, right? Zero Bretts. Uh, uh, negative one Brett. But is there a greater NFL career than Chase Daniel? He's made $30 million in his career and started six games. Five. Uh, what million. about Clipboard Jesus? Five million a start, dude. That's pretty good. There's no way that Clipboard Jesus hit five million a start. That Chase Daniel is living just... Yeah, but Chase tr- Daniel had to be beat up behind that horrible Jags team for a year. Five, five starts, Kevin. Or six starts. Either way, it doesn't matter. He he just he didn't even have to play. He had like one game. It's not a big deal. I just love it. I love it so much. Good for you, Chase Daniel. I mean, living the dream for sure. Living the dream. All right, let's go to Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard got two ten from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, how many Bretts you feeling on that one? Uh, half a Brett. I'm not Pretty like, chill. I'm not like eating a salad Brett. for lunch. Mildly irked. I think that Jordan Howard, $5 million a year is pretty good business. Um, it would be a nice way for us to kind of bridge the gap if we don't get a, a young running back because I do feel like Chris Carson might get too expensive if he has another good season. So, Let's put it this way. Uh, there's rumors attaching us to the Crow, throwing mm-hmm. them peach eligibles on the field. There, he's not going to cost us $5 million. Is the Crow really worse than Jordan Howard by a significant margin? Absolutely. I don't know. Jordan Howard averaged 4.4 yards per rush last year. Was it a significant piece? I don't. I think Jordan Howard's actually kind of good. He just kind of everyone buried Jordan Howard on his way out of uh, out Chicago. of Chicago because he like couldn't catch and couldn't. 
catch up to this complex offense of uh, Trubisky sucks. Like that was the problem. It wasn't Jordan Howard's fault. I think to be honest, if Miami can get any collection of offensive line talent together, I expect him to get right back to thousand yard seasons. So it would have been nice. I, I think it would have offered us a nice floor as like, there's no way our running back play is going to suck next year. It will at least be, we'll have a horse that we can go to that he's kind of a dog. I like him breaks tackles. He's not like the, he's not dynamic. There's nothing exciting about Jordan Howard. In my opinion, he's just like a, he just gets you between three and a half and four and a half yards every carry. He gets you, gets you some yards, man. He's just, he's, he's gets in there. He's like a way better version of LaShawn McCoy at this point. Right. Or like, I think he's almost as good as Mel. I don't think he's like the hugely worse than Melvin Gordon, the third. How about that? How about that? Uh, I don't, Melvin Gordon can actually catch a pass though. That is true. That is a difference. He can, but as a runner, I would say they're similar. Yeah. The next one, the next one I'm about to, I'm about to go up on the bread meter right here. Oh, Ricky Wagner, Ricky Wagner. I'm, I'm going up on the bread meter yeah, Ricky Wagner signed for five and a half million a year, two years, eleven million. How, how many Bretts are you given that? Uh, that's like that's like a solid four Bretts. Oh, I'm pretty upset about this one. Um, Ricky Wagner's a guy who has several seasons of very very solid play over the course of his career at a position that we are flat out in need of. He played right tackle all year last year. He's played right tackle for a number of years between. Baltimore and Detroit, and last year was his only below average season. Um, yeah, he was he's a guy who would have given us a great floor. He was kind of available at a discount because he had a bad season last season. It, it does feel like a missed opportunity to bring in a guy who who would have given us that like C minus to C plus floor at the position yeah. like we wanted. Even his season last year was better than a Fetty, and that was like his bad season. Yeah, that's the thing because he didn't. He only had three penalties, not thirty three penalties. I think yeah. in his career he has 23 penalties. I think if Eddie got that in a game once. Um <laughs> the thing about the thing about Rick Wagner is that if we brought him in at five and a half million a year and then we drafted a guy who ended up being a really good right tackle, you wouldn't care. But if we ended up not getting another right tackle, you also be okay with it. All right. Uh Josh Norman got six million to play cornerback for the Bills. I'm at negative a hundred Bretts. I think Josh Norman is super washed. He's never been good outside of outside of the safe, loving hands of Ron Rivera. So I, I'm out on Josh Norman completely. I just wanted to make that clear. I wanted to get on that corner. Anything else on that one, Kevin, before I jump up a few names? Uh, I don't feel like I need to spend any time talking about Josh Norman. All right. The Seahawks lost Quentin Jefferson two years, 13 and a half million the Buffalo Bills. It was a little spendier than I expected. Are you five Bretts on this one or is it is it maybe a few less? Uh I'm four sad Bretts. I'm like like uh you know like Brett when he was between having dogs. Oh okay. okay. Just just pretty unhappy about that. Like yeah. not Those because Yeah, exactly. Like I'm 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 on night one of no dog. Um because he you know he really helped uh, help bring the crew together. You know, uh, he's a great rotational piece. The contract, like you said, it's uh, almost seven million a year. That's a little more than I was planning on spending on Quinn Jefferson. But that being said, I think when the season starts, I might be going, man, I definitely spend me some seven million dollars on a Quinn Jefferson right now. Yeah, I think it, the thing about Quentin Jefferson is you can line him up in the in any of the techniques except for the Leo and he's serviceable, which is awesome for the Seahawks because if he's your fifth off our fifth defensive lineman you bring him in you let him you know move around he's the, like a below average zero tech and a below average leo but a slightly above average um base edge and a slightly above average three tech like that's that's a good piece yeah um, like he he manages to be a c minus to a c plus at four positions all right emmanuel agba 215 uh, that's I'm like a, that's three breaths for me. Yeah, it's a little spendier than I would have liked to gone. I, if it was like two twelve and a half or something, I'd probably be up there. But I, I'm like two breaths on that one. It's not too bad. How about Carl Nassib three twenty five? Uh, about the same. Uh, no, actually less. Yes, less. Yeah. It's like that's like one and a half breaths. It's like a like, really weird overpay for, for yeah, Carl, Carl Nassib. Eight and a half million for a guy who doesn't rush the passer. That's that's a little odd for me. 
it's it's like I don't understand what they they looked at Carl Nassib and they were like, okay, yeah, this guy has never done much of anything, but let's get him in here for over eight million dollars a year. Yeah, he he had like what? How many sacks have us here? Like six. I don't know. It just there's nothing exciting. Yeah, he had six sacks. I, there's nothing exciting me about Carl Nassib. Yeah, Carl Nassib screams six, six three three. Those are his career sack numbers. It's just like if you want someone to give you like five really boring sacks, there's your dude. And if you want not, someone to have a bunch of like average years in the NFL, he's a, he's a guy who'll do that. Or like do he's going to give you a lot of really average years. Do you want someone who can stop the run in 2020 when nobody runs anymore? Here's your guy got him for you he's like above average as a run stopping defensive end yeah that's that's yeah he is which is uh he's really bit. tall okay i want to do a really bad contract so we can go zero breaths randall cobb 327 to the houston texans oh gross i didn't even want randall cobb for three three they gave him 18 18.75 million dollars guaranteed kevin dude he's replacing hot he's, he's the new new cop hopkins that's yeah, the, they were like, I can get number one wide receiver, Randall Cobb. Bill O'Brien is so stupid. Uh, <laughs> Bill O'Brien doing a great job of giving himself one and only one year at with both hats on. All right, Eric Flowers guard. He went to Miami. Wait, can I be five breaths happy about that one? Like Three, that it's not us. The Ten million dollars a year for Eric Flowers is kind of a lot. I don't think he's as bad as the Reddit memes. As Giants fans people. want him to yeah. be. They like make Eric Flowers gets dragged a lot as a guard. He's average. He's fine. Fine guard. $10 million a year is way too much, but okay. Miami has like a billion dollars in cap space. So I get what they're doing. They're just like, Hey, there's no state tax and we have a lot of money. Come play in Miami. You know, it's like, so my exact statement on this Graham Glasgow, who's further up the list and we'll talk about it anyway. He got four years, 11 a year and Eric Flowers got three years, 10 a year. I would a thousand times more rather have Graham Glasgow for 11 a year for four than Eric Flowers at 10 for three. Yeah, it's it's not great. Uh, okay, George Fant went to the New York Jets for 330 with 13.7 million in guarantees. Who loaded? Uh, they desperate. Yeah, that is a that is a zero breaths. I don't I don't really understand. That's why. a massive overpay for a tight end who didn't catch a single pass last season. It's it's weird. There's definitely some projection things here. George Fant is a good pass blocker, so maybe they're just never going to run again. I don't know. Michael Brockers got three thirty from the Ravens. That's a big overpay for me too. He benefited a lot from being next to Aaron Donald. Like he's a solid interior defensive player, but that's a big contract for that kind of player. It makes you feel better about the Reed contract. Yeah, I agree. I'm zero Bretts. Zero Bretts. Also, Shaq Lawson got three thirty from the Dolphins. Uh, two Bretts. It's like, I like Shaq Lawson, but I th- I liked him a lot more at eight and a half than I like him at ten. Yeah, like I, Shaq Lawson on the Carl Nassib deal, love it. I, I have a feeling that what happened was the Seahawks came in on a lot of these guys and were like, "Hey, we'll give you this," and it's just like they were able to get slightly more because a ton of teams have cap room this year. Yep, and it's uh it's kind of competitive out there, and we're still trying to hold twenty million dollars to the side for Jadavian. So we can't like up our offers at all. And then these guys are like, well, I can't wait around for you. This offer is not going to be here forever. I'm taking it. It's, yep. it's, it's a tough situation to be in because maybe we do come, maybe we did come in on Shaq Lawson and say, Hey, we can give you nine. And he comes back and says, Hey, I'm getting 10 from Miami, but I'd rather play for you guys for not for nine and a half or whatever, you know, or, or I'll play for you guys for, for this contract. And we go, well, we can't do it because we need to save 20 for Jadavian. It's kind right. of, it's kind of a tough situation to be in. Um, this is the exact kind of situation that this franchise normally avoids, and now we're stuck dead in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Bulaga, three thirty. Um, that feels pretty expensive for a guy who's just not healthy very often. It. I like this contract, and I'm going to tell you why. You ready? Does it have a bailout after one year? Yep, ten year. Only ten million is guaranteed. It has a bailout yep. after the first year. It's actually, okay. Then I then I'm like two breads. Yeah, I, I wish that we actually did this. I'm at, I'm at three breads. I, I I would think that this is a good answer. He's a right tackle. He's played right tackle. He's a solid player. That yes, he has had uh, more problems lately, but it's he's he also good... has a lot of healthy seasons. And again, he's another guy who could give us that C minus floor, but his I mean, ceiling's like a B minus B B plus. I mean, last year he do, was just like he had a fully healthy year, right? And he played 923 snaps at right tackle and had a 77.8 Pro Football Focus grade. 
that's, that's awesome. That's a really yeah. good season. And so it's tough for me to imagine, like, I don't know. I just kind of wish the Seahawks would have stepped in on one of these right tackles. It would really solidify a position that we haven't really had a good solid player at in quite some time, unless well, you count and, like the three out of every 16 games that a Fetty's good. Right. And the other thing is offensive tackle is one of those positions where you can draft for it, but not a lot of guys come in and are above average in year one. So considering that we're a team that's looking in the next year or two to be making a run, I would like to see us bring in somebody who can at least push a rookie to make sure that we don't have a big hold on the right side again for the fifth, sixth, seventh year in a row. Yeah, for sure. All right. Kendall Fuller, 440. I skip. Uh, nope, that's fine. Yeah, no, that's good. All right, I don't guys. need to talk about the Jordan Phillips contract. It's I. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Kendall Fuller, Washington, 440. You into that? Uh, I'm zero Brett's mad. When I thought he was going to get like six a year, I was all about Kendall Fuller as like a nickel slot safety corner. Um, at ten a year, that's that's a little too rich for my blood, man. Yeah, it's tough because he is a talented football player. It's not he's not quite as bad as um as people make it out to be. You know, it's just it's well, he's one of those people. He has to be used on the inside. If you try and make him an outside corner, that's just not where he excels. His skill set's designed to be in the slot, and he's kind of a safety corner hybrid at this point. All right, how Vitae, 550 from the Lions. Uh, it's my one, mind. Brett. What, what, why, why is this contract so long? It's like, you know, like the last three years of this contract are completely fake. They haven't released the the number. Like, Yeah, but it's got to be like two and a half, three years the guaranteed money yet, but there's no way it's more than. Oh, like, no, I see. It's a potential out after the second year. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way there's more than $20 million for the guarantees in this contract. So, Yeah, it's two years, 20 with $4 million in dead cap if they cut him after the second year. Yeah, that's they're, they're, it's a weird contract for a guy who hasn't started that many games. You know, it's like, whatever, <laughs> 550. <laughs> Take him through his age 32 year. It's like, it's yeah, like, that's exactly it. Like, th- that's the exact kind of contract that I want our team to avoid. Like, I'm very happy that we did not sign that contract. Uh, the one, Brett, is just because it's another... Uh, offensive right lineman who could potentially be a right tackle that we did not sign. Right. <laughs> Mario Addison. Uh, 10 for a situational pass rusher whose productivity is questionable. I don't know, man. Yep. Bad. I don't feel bad too bad about that. That's not a good bad. contract. Uh, I'm just wanted, I want to drag some contracts right here. Let's do this. Austin Hooper, 442. That's a lot of money for a guy who's like a B minus at everything. Atlanta was like, we don't need him. That's not a good sign. <laughs> it was a really good sign that they were then able to go out and trade for basically Austin Hooper with more upside. Yeah, Hayden Hurst is good. Don't, don't at me on this, but Hayden Hurst is better than Austin Hooper right now. Like, he will be better in that offense than than Hooper was. It's, it's stupid. I'm not going to strongly disagree with you, you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, Graham and Bar- I like Austin Hooper, but like that's that's a lot of money for Cleveland to sign Your boy a Graham tight end Bar- who's not that yeah. much better than their other guy. Yeah, uh, Glasgow, eleven million a year is a little more than I wanted to spend, but it's it's height. But like, there's no way the Seahawks were going to give him twenty six million dollars in guarantees. That's that's not, the thing. Nope. And also, that's taking him through his age thirty two season, where basically be replacing Britt with another guy on Britt's contract. Yeah, Vic Beasley, one twelve. No. Yeah, I mean, that's a negative. I, I'm not big on Vic Beasley. I thought he might be a budget guy who's sitting around for like seven million like in tier two or three of free agency. Yeah. I thought we might get him kind of the same way Ansa got last year, but, right. but I mean, you see the, the skill set he can, he has one good rush move and he was able to utilize it very well. And it's, um, it's maybe very well. Well, I mean, he did get like what, how many sacks that one year, like 16 and a half, 17. He was able to use it well for one year. Like, <laughs> he was, but he wasn't all pro that year. 15 and a half sacks. Well, Allow me to drop everything. Uh, it's yeah, he had he had uh, a bunch of sacks four years ago, and his pressure numbers have never been very good. He's consistently poor against the run. Yeah, oh, definitely. But no one runs anymore, so who cares? Jason, Jason. So Hart, he'd be he'd be a, he'd be a third. Like I, I, the so I want to I want to pound this into the ground real quick. Uh, do you want to pay twelve million dollars? for a third down situational pass rusher if you do 
then you like this deal. If you do, then please stop following this podcast because you I'm are not, not doing a good job. I'm not trying to live your life, but that is a bad. That's a. I mean, it's not bad if you have just twelve million dollars laying around because there's no, there's no commitment. But uh, sure, whatever. Okay, fine. If you're tanking for Tua, go for it. I mean, they're not. They're Tennessee's trying to win. I know Tennessee's trying to win, but they just replaced Cam Wake with Vic Beasley. Javon Javon Hargrave, three thirty nine. First two years guaranteed going to the Eagles. This is the deal that makes me a little bit sour on Reed. Because I feel like Hargrave is what we want Reed to be. Hargrave's so much better. I'm sorry. I don't want to be that guy, but this is a really good contract. I... That's why I'm saying Hargrave is what we're wanting Reed to be. If Reed turns into the player, like if Reed's the player he was two years ago, he's, he's the guy that we really want him to be. He's Javon Hargrave. Who has, and... done, who has done it for like two years in a row now. And... Exactly. Yeah. It's... Yeah. So it's a little painful to see him get just a little bit more money, but like, Okay, I, I I look at that contract and I think, why not me? Why not me? The thing about Javon Hargrave is like he gets a lot of credit for being a run stopper because he's like he is a premier run stopper, but, but he's, he's also not, a really good pass rusher. He's hit four sacks last year and a lot of pressure. And a lot of pressures. And yeah, he, he's able to get pressure up the middle. Forty nine pressures last year is is premier pass rush numbers, and he it's not like. That like the year before that he had seven sacks, you know. So it's not like it's like a new thing. He's able to string a uh, couple seasons together now of, of really good stuff. Um, here we go. Want to talk about paying for one year? DJ Reader four fifty three to the to the Bengals. Uh, that's uh, that's another one that I would have enjoyed signing. Really, you like that one, huh? I think DJ Reader is a. I think this is a logical progression based on his talent, and I'm willing to bet it's going to be one of those things where oh. it's really like a three year deal. So you you kind of like like you think the upward trajectory is is this is what he is. He, he is I think more, it's real. He is more what he is last year as opposed to the previous two years where he was closer to what I would say we see Jaron Reed as right now. Yes. Uh, you think and I guess that that's one thing to think about is that like Jaron had that year 2 years ago. If he had that year last year would we feel a lot better about it? Way better, but we also wouldn't have gotten him for that price. That's true. He probably if you switch the last two years, he'd be uh, he'd be signing the DJ Reader contract. Yeah, or or higher probably. Yeah, exactly. All right, Kevin. Uh, so you're like three Bretts on the DJ Reader deal. Yeah, I, I'm about. I, so I'm probably three Bretts Bretts on DJ Reader and four Bretts on Javon Hargrave. Okay, Jack Conklin, three forty two, thirty million uh, in guarantees. Five Bretts. Five. Oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm ready to go five. I, I'm. I maybe I'm like the Jack Conklin truther, like where I just I'm like, hey guys, uh, don't overpay for this one good year. It is, it is less than I expected though. I got to give you that. Uh, That's the thing. Like it's the it's a matter of what the contract is. Because when he was going to be like 17, I was like, no, hard out. But guess who wasn't 17? Jack Conklin, and you're not paying for one good year. That's the thing. Do you think his medical? Yeah, his rookie year was really good too. Do you think his medical sucks? He's he's been good. He's been above average for three out of four years. Uh, I, the second year is just, it's just eight, but it's yeah, above average. It's, it's a serviceable pro. It's definitely better than a Fetty. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Like, cause you got to figure getting at least like what C plus play out of Conklin. Yeah. I so you're paying that. a premium in free agency for C plus play uh, for what ends up being basically a three year contract. Uh, it's up being a three year, rather reasonable contract. I don't know how much of a premium he even really paid, to be honest. Yeah, with you. I'm uh, wondering how arthritic his knee is that he signed this deal. Yeah, if his medical, his medicals might be really bad. That's the thing I'm starting to be suspicious of is that like he's only 26. The only thing I don't know, right, is that like what his medicals looked like, and they if that's lower than I expected. I expected it to be north of 15. So I don't know. It's sure makes the DJ Humphrey contract look like poop. The one thing is if. <laughs> If Conklin, uh, he might have really sought out a shorter deal so he could get one more like kind of long term deal when the when the uh, CBA comes up uh, three years from now and they they get better re- or if they get better revenue sharing. Right and he now. said that's the fact, but but also you can't tell me there wasn't a team that was willing to offer him three and forty five. I guess thirty guaranteed on a forty two million dollar contract really good though. Like that's a lot of guarantees. It's more. See, that's the thing is the Seahawks might have offered three forty five, but they probably were lower on the guaranteed number. The Seahawks are super gun shy about giving out huge guarantees anymore. 
yeah we've gotten burned pretty hard on it all right before you move on uh the three corners let's talk about them all together at the end okay that's fine uh robert quinn i hate this contract zero breads i don't understand it at all why do you give 30 million dollars guaranteed to robert quinn um, you're, you're Chicago too, so you don't need him. You have Khalil Mack, and also you're Chicago, so you don't have any cap room. Yeah, I don't, this is weird. They had to they had to cut a player who I think is kind of good. To, they to had make, to cut a yeah, exactly. I saw so like it's like a lateral move at best. They basically traded like a guy who was two thirds as good of a pass rusher, but a better or equal run stopper, and they're gonna pay extra money to Robert Quinn to fill that spot instead. Uh, Robert Quinn, who's thirty years old. It's not like he's young. Um, who had, uh, what, two pretty bad seasons, uh, wrapping up his career with Los Angeles, then had an all right season last year with Miami, and a oh, no, good or two years ago with Miami, yeah. and then a still not great but good pass rushing year with Dallas, like. I mean, Let's be honest. He had 11 and a half sacks last year. That's really good. And he, he does have a 19 sack season on his resume. He can always hang his hat on that. Like that. He had a 19 sack season in 2013. It's a long time ago. I'm not disagreeing with you there. That's the year we won the Super Bowl. It's an overpay. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's not. People have been drafted and retired since he had a 19 sack season. He's the, the pedigree is there. And I get it's Barack just, Obama was the president during his 19 sack season. I mean, that was that long ago. Oh, it kind of was actually. Damn it. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Trey Wayne, James Bradbury, and Byron Jones all they backed up the money truck to all of their houses. 14 million for Trey Wayne's, 15 for James Bradbury. 16 so if we were to do the classic, one of these things is not like the other game with the cornerbacks. Okay. Well, Byron Jones is really good. That's uh, the thing that's not like the others. But the problem is they gave Byron Jones $54 million guaranteed. That, that's a little insane amount of guarantees. That's that is. Loco insano. I don't even know what to do with that information. It is. They gave him like a Kirk Cousins contract. It's crazy to give that money to a cornerback, but the Dolphins have a plan, and I kind of get what they're doing. That um, plan is to have two really good cornerbacks because they have him and Zayvon Howard. Right, so you can't. You can't scheme guys covered. It's really difficult. You can scheme guy. You could scheme for pass rush, but you can't scheme guys to just be covered. And, and I will say they do have a three year out. Yeah. Well, because it's only six million in dead cap after twenty twenty two. Yeah, but that's still bad. If it, yeah, six million is not great, but like no, and it, it's still bad. And if it's bad, like let's say he's not good after two years. That's 15. You might as well. You have to play him then. That's trouble. Yeah, that's, that's trouble. Like you're, you're stuck. paying him to cut him. You're kind of like um the who's the guy in Minnesota this year that was terrible but was still making a ton of money. Uh, Xavier Rhodes. Yeah, you're you're in a Xavier Rhodes situation where you just kind of gotta suck it up and he's the guy. He's who you have because you just you had to pay him back in the uh, day. Man, Cincinnati paid Trey Wayne's fourteen million dollars a year to be below average, which is only topped by the Giants paying James Bradbury fifteen a year to be below yeah. average. The James Bradbury contract it is is awful. It is peak Giants. I don't understand. Gettleman is a total wild card. You just never know what he's going to do. It's both exhilarating and terrifying. He's a wild card, kind of like somebody shoving a hand grenade down your pants and saying, "Did I? Did I pull the pin?" You don't know. It's, like this isn't fun. It's terrifying. I I don't know what to do with the uh, the information, but yeah, it is. It the is. bad stuff is bad. So. Yeah, I don't know. What to, I don't know what to do with it about the the Giants are a mess, like always. Or right, Teddy Bridgewater gets three. Oh, by the way, we don't have to rate these in Bretts because we don't need quarterbacks. But what do you think about the Teddy Bridgewater deal? Three sixty three, thirty three guaranteed. The Panthers. Do you? Uh, I mean, I think they have a better starting quarterback. But if you told me that somebody who needs a quarterback paid Teddy twenty one, I'm good with Teddy making twenty one to prove it. And it's on a three year deal, so I, yeah, I think I'm very fine with this. I have a problem with it, which is that this is a lot of money to give someone, and they haven't traded Cam yet or anything. They now they have very, less than no leverage to trade him. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if Cam is Cam's medicals might be horrible, so I don't want to like say it's definitely, but Cam is as good as Teddy Bridgewater. But if Cam is healthy, he's better than Teddy Bridgewater. And, I agree. And so it's like 
they definitely should have traded Cam before they signed Teddy. That yeah. was a mistake. I agree yeah. with you there. Now they're going to give the Cam Newton to the to the Chargers for like a fourth round pick. Yep. And it's not it's not uh, it's not a great move. It's it's a little bit. You're getting very. You know, here's the thing. They could end up looking very stupid by the end of the year. That's the problem with it, because you could be going, OK, cool. You gave up a fourth round pick and twenty one million dollars to trade a better quarterback somewhere. Yeah. And another thing, too, is Teddy Bridgewater, his average depth of target last year was like six yards. He did not. He could not throw the ball downfield at all. Uh, and I'm, it worries me a little bit that maybe he's not 100 percent right. They might have traded a guy with medical issues for another guy who's permanently damaged. That's it, kind of how he's always thrown, though. He has that Alex Smith thing. And with this particular offense, when you're looking at um, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and uh, McCaffrey, yeah, you're looking probably. at people that you can kind of shop with the ball within five yards and they're picking up yards after the catch. DJ Moore is he gets downfield, though. I don't, I'm I'm slightly worried. I would like to see Teddy uncork it a couple of times, but I understand what they're doing here and it's not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, it's better than starting Kyle Allen. Ooh, got him. Okay, and finally, uh, the go well, two two left. Phil, let's go Tom Brady first. TB twelve signing with the Bucks, uh, two twenty two year deal. They're saying, but no, no financials out yet. Actually, right, I'm five Bretts because you just made me accidentally call Tom Brady the goat. I thought we were going to talk about Phil Rivers. Yeah, no, we're, that's the family goat. We got to get is him the family first. goat. Uh, he's He's the NFL's dad, but let's, let's go to Tom Brady. I like this fit for Tampa Bay, actually, and I think Tampa Bay is very dangerous now because this is something that they already did. Uh, Arians already did this in Arizona. He took an old quarterback and kind of revitalized him with really good weapons around him and built an offense around uh, an older quarterback. Uh, seems smart to me, to be honest with you, and I don't know how I feel about that because the Buccaneers usually suck. And like they can't clean their locker room, so their players all get like mer, you know, get get infections and yeah, stuff. They get MRSA and stuff. Yeah, it's supposed to be like an incompetent franchise, and they're doing smart things. So I don't really know what to make of that. Uh, the thing about Tom Brady is what what do you worry about when a quarterback gets old? He can't throw downfield anymore. Can't throw downfield anymore. And what does Bruce Arians like to do? Oh. Let's go deep, baby. And but the thing is, they but built the thing is around Carson Palmer. As a, he couldn't Parson Palmer was like a reverse Tom Brady where he could only throw deep and couldn't throw short. <laughs> but the thing is also that Tom Brady has not lost the ability to throw deep. He yeah. still has good deep ball accuracy. His numbers are still good. His problem last year was he didn't have anyone could get open. Yeah. And he's not necessarily the quarterback that he used to be where he can throw someone open quite as well. Yeah. According, uh, he according needs more talent. Deep ball project. He had twenty three of fifty uh, accurately thrown deep balls, which is right next to Ryan Fitzpatrick, who we know we don't think of him as a guy who can't throw deep. Exactly. So, so I, I agree. With, I agree with you, Kevin. It's a uh, he'll probably be fine, and he'll probably be good. All right, the the family man, NFL's dad, Philip Rivers, signs with the Colts, one year, twenty five million, all guaranteed. Uh, I think it's I mean, all guaranteed. Love that. He's a family man looking out for the family. The weird thing for me about this, this whole thing is Phil Rivers reunites with a bunch of coaches. He's already done. They know exactly what they're getting. This is a team that felt like they were doing really good last year. He goes from like the worst offensive line in the league to one of the best. Yep. Um, if Philip Rivers is ever going to succeed at this point in his career, this is it, right? He has he one, one last ride right here to try to try to make it happen. I'm not sure. How good they'll actually be. I worry about the Colts <laughs> just in general. They don't seem like a particularly deep team looking at their roster. It's a bunch of, uh, like, they have a bunch of really good players, but they don't seem like they could handle a bunch of injuries really well, and they still need a pass rusher. So, yeah, the DeForest Buckner trade handles some of that, but DeForest Buckner is a better pass rusher in a system with other pass rushers. I don't think he can carry the load on pass rusher. That, that trade, by the way, is like the rare win, win, win. Yep. Like, where they, took, they couldn't afford him and Armstead. Yeah, they couldn't afford Buckner. Buckner, they drafted him with the seventh overall pick. They got four great years out of him. Well, like two great years and two two good ones. And then they traded him for the twelfth pick. So yep. 
four years later. That's great business. It sucks for the for the 49ers a little bit because, you know, Forrest Buckner's good. And they developed him into a really good talent. Like, they spent a lot of energy developing him. But I don't know how – if he doesn't fix all of the Colts' problems, I still feel like they need to get another pass rusher. They need to be in on, like, Everson Griffin or Nottam Kong Su. They need an edge guy. One of these guys that is still available. Uh, so we'll see if they can do it. Yeah, because they lost their first round pick now, so they can't like draft because they could have drafted Kinlaw or somebody like that. Yeah, but they're yeah they they're not in there anymore. No, they right. can't. God, you ready for uh for let's get the money zone. Here we go. The there are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast. The best way to do so head to patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest and for as little as a dollar twenty four a month, join our Discord. Get in the chat. If you're not, if you're a Patreon right now and you're not in the Discord, you got to get in there. That's where it's happening. We're like responding to a million different uh, things. Uh, Posting things about the draft. Posting memes, talking about the guys we're watching. Uh, It's it's where you can get extra info that maybe that maybe you've been craving. Also, during the regular season, we'll bring back the gambling podcast, so that'll be fun. Uh, So thank you to Brandon, Timothy, Jack, James, Lucas, Carrie, Tom, Nick, Frank. Bob, Richard, Kieran, Mike, Brett, Flocktimus, Keith, Michelle, and Brian. You guys really help us out, and everyone who's a Patreon. And uh, thanks to everyone who's been entertaining us as we are all trapped in our houses on the That's Discord. That's right. It's, uh, it's been rough. I think we're, we're trapped in a closet, and the closet is our house. One thing is I'm going to check in, I'm going to look into is uh, can you stream movies onto the, because there's like a screen share thing setting in Discord. Yeah, we got to talk to uh, the person doing that in the movie league. Yeah, we got. We're gonna talk to see, and see like if we can start like maybe watching some movies in the uh, Discord and stuff together. Because like I said, we are all trapped. Day, it's day two, and I feel like I'm already losing my mind. That's right, you all. Everyone's socially distancing, but we're discordly including. Good job. I'm proud of you. Got there. You stretched. There. You stretched really hard and made it work. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, if you want to give us a review on iTunes, are you saying that I'm very bendy, like a pass rusher? Yeah, you got you got good leg, uh, ankle, ankle flexibility, <laughs> ankle flexibility, ankle and ankle and shin flexibility. And you got uh, hip hip torsion. Uh, uh, thanks for the reviews to everyone who's doing it. Uh, you guys have been killing it. And uh, hey, even that review that was four stars, I saw it, and I'm trying really hard not to swear. Did I do a good job? I don't know because I don't even think about it. Please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, movie club. We're going to do it a little different all week. Since we're all trapped inside, we're going to give you a recommendation and say, if you like X movies, try this movie and uh, see if you can, you know, see if you can. And it's, you know, we're just making a recommendation. So we're not going to spoil the movie like usual. You have hours of your life that need to be occupied and we can only. We can only put good feelings in your eardrums for so much of it. We are and we're trying trapped. to help you with the rest. We're all trapped in our house. Uh, you know, so you can you can watch it or don't, or don't watch or don't watch the movie. Okay. But if you do watch it, tweet at us if you get a chance or hit us up on the Discord if you're one of our listeners who's uh, you know, in in the exclusive club with the members only jacket and let us know if you liked it. There's a uh, there's a movie club chat in there. Yeah, Pop in there, tell us if you watched it, because we're only going to recommend movies that we like. Yeah, so, okay, I'm, uh, could you hear the computer sound right there? I hope not. There's the yeah. sound came on. You could hear it? Oh, no, I can hear, I can hear you clicking, that's what I mean. Oh, okay, no, I, I, I played, I, like, went to Netflix to see if this was on Netflix and Amazon, or just Netflix. It's on Netflix and Amazon. All right. <laughs> so, so, um, if you like. Is it a the, robot sound? Beep, uh, beep. No, it was just like okay. it's Netflix autoplays the trailer when I go to the site. That was just for Eric. He won't listen, but he'll know it's there. Um, all right. So I'm going to talk about the movie Young Adult. Kind of a divisive comedy. It's a dark comedy. It's cynical. Uh, people, if you like um, if you like movies that have like kind of a, they're comedies, but they have like a melancholy streak, maybe like 50-50 or. Um, uh, when you said dark comedy, I thought of In Bruges. Sure, but it's not like in Bruges because there's no action. Okay. Um, it's got Charlize Theron, Patton Oswalt, Patrick Wilson. Um, it's it's the per- I'm gonna say this: the protagonist character is very selfish. You have to kind of get over it and try to get into the movie despite that. And I think that if you can get past that, it's a really solid movie. Very good. 
critics liked it a lot more than general audiences. So I'm sure some people are going to tell me that they hated this movie already. If you feel like that's you, just uh, just maybe just don't. Charlie <laughs> <laughs> uh, Theron's really good in this movie. All right, Kevin, what's your suggestion? All right, so I'm going to suggest a movie I've mentioned before, but I haven't done a formal suggestion on. The Farewell from 2019 has made it onto Amazon Prime. And uh, if you like Aquafina, like I like Aquafina, then you should prepare yourself to see Aquafina being extremely good in a movie. Uh, this is just one of those movies that has a lot of heart, has a lot of very genuine family interaction. Um, it could be a little melancholy at times, but it's very funny. Uh, there's moments where you almost forget that they're not a real family. And I was trying to think about movies that had a similar feel. Uh, another podcast favorite, Hunt for the Wilder People, um, generally Taika Waititi movies, have that sweet but sorrowful element to it. Um, another 2019 movie, The Peanut Butter Falcon with Shia LaBeouf, is another one that has those kind of sweet and sorrowful elements. But if if you like movies that are about family and manage to tackle serious tones, but have a lot of levity in them, this is a movie that you'll like. And it's so, also one you can watch with uh, your significant other. So like, you would say it's not movie, just an action fest. The movie you picked was ultimately, ultimately uplifting. Yes. This, I would say this, my movie is not. And I think yeah. that might be why people have a problem, some problem with it is that like you, it's more real. Mine movie is not, it's realistic. You know, it doesn't, necessarily have to mine's based on a true story that's true i'm just saying like <laughs> yeah uh, that's uh after you finish watching nathan's movie then watch my movie so you feel good again if you watch them in order you should watch them in that order because kevin's <laughs> will make you feel better all right i mean unless you like being depressed i mean yeah, i don't know your life anything else before we get out of here uh, i don't know guys uh probably ready to go thank you to brett for creating our uh, rating ranking scale of anger for kevin garber for and the ghost of Eric Ronenbeck and for Brett, the man himself. We'll see you next week. Go Hawks. Good times, bro. No, I ain't got nothing but a bag of green to do.